Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Growing Knowledge Podcast. On this episode, I have the great privilege of interviewing Miss Jill Huseman from the Fort White Middle and High School FFA chapters. Uh, Miss Huseman, why don't you kind of introduce yourself, tell us a little about you know who you are and what exactly you do. Uh, I'm Jill Huseman. I, as Parker said, I teach uh, agri-science at Fort White High School, but I teach uh, 7 through 12 and am the advisor for both the middle and the high school chapters. Um, I've been teaching this will be my 35th year, and this will be 22 years at Fort White. I started the middle school program down there in 1997, and um, I'm from a somewhat agricultural background and grew up in 4-H and just wanted to give back to youth what I got from 4-H. I never was in FFA, but... uh, knew what 4-H could do for people and had the opportunity to become an agri-science uh, teacher and, and give back to FFA members and help them be uh, all that they can be. So you kind of mentioned in that that you were uh, slightly involved with agriculture and kind of came from an agriculture background from when you were younger. What does that exactly mean What or what did that exactly kind of look like um, from when you, were, when you first started being involved in agriculture? Um, well, my my parents always grew a big garden because we had a very big family, and um, so I got involved in gardening very early, and then um, through 4-H, I raised uh, poultry, I raised chickens, and gar- always grew a garden, and uh, did a horticulture project, and uh, our neighbor growing up, they ra- registered cattle, Angus cattle, so we always tried to work up there them, and, and while I little bit young to do a lot of stuff as I grew up and my two brothers you know, uh, went off to school and to do what they did I kind of got to take over kind of what they did so while we didn't directly have cattle I had the chickens but I was able to work with cattle through uh, through my neighbors and then some fellow 4-H members I could work on their farm every now and then. So you said when you were talking about a little bit what you do, you mentioned how, you know, you started the ag program at Fort White Middle back in 1997. And just how have you seen both agriculture and FFA change since when you first started teaching to, you know, your present day teaching now? Well, I actually actually started teaching um, at my home high school, which is North Marion High School in Marion County, uh, right out of college. Uh, Started right in the middle of the year. And I was asked by the principal, who I'd known for all my life, to restart, to, to kind of give that program a boost. And um, so I taught there a year and a half and had the program going in the right direction and then um, moved to Lake City with my husband and uh, actually taught science for three years before I could get back in the ag classroom. And what I've seen is students when I started teaching up here who really didn't have any idea what FFA was too much um to get to introduce them and show them all the different avenues it has and and everything and it was really neat when I went to Fort White because they had not had uh agricultural FFA since 1970 when they closed the high school so I really built that program from the ground up and when you get 16 eighth graders in your first class and you only have one eighth grade class of ag students, they don't know, you know what to expect, but they get, they get excited and, and it's really carried the torch. And the difference I see now is, uh, and, and I really hate to say this, but students have gotten kind of complacent 
and they they want it now, and they don't really want to put have the work ethic that some of my classes before have had. But um, you know, it's still fun to teach them and, and to work with them. And you know, when that aha moment happens or that light bulb comes on, it's just special as it ever was. So you kind of mentioned how the, you know, the new generation is a lot different than when you first started teaching. And something that the new generation is very um, adaptive with and very savvy with is technology. And something we have to deal right now, especially with the situation we're in with this pandemic, is distance learning. And especially teaching agriculture education courses, I'm sure that's definitely taken a toll and it's something you've had to adapt to. So what are, what are some ways that you've kind of adapted with it, maybe even struggled with it? Or what are the things you've learned from, you know, this this different time that we've had with agriculture education? Well, I, you can ask anybody, whether it's a student of mine or other advisors, you know, they'll tell you that I'm not feel as they say, tech savvy, um, because I, I just, I've never, I've had to embrace it, but I've never truly embraced it, um, maybe like I should have, and I'm really more of a hands-on teacher, hands-on learner, so when they told me I was going to have to, you know, use the computer to teach, I, I tried to jump in with both feet, and I'm still trying today, but it, it's very difficult because, like I said, agriculture to me is very hands-on, and it, it's hard to, it's just hard to get students in agriculture, you know, to, to, to when you teach the way I do to grasp, just do the paperwork. And I know some teachers, I teach, you know, they're very good at it, and they help me where they did some videos and, and, you know, things like that. And I know that's one thing as we go through and on into the next year, whether we're still at home, which I hope we're not, but even if, you know, when we go back to school, I've got to, I've got to get better at using the computer and, and teaching through Google Classroom. So if it happens again, you know, I'm more ready because it's, it's, been, it's been a real struggle for, for me. Um, I've had some, some major breakdowns cause it was, it was just so difficult for me. So with, you know, this being integrated into agriculture education, you know, not really by choice, do you think this is something that we could see whether it be, you know, your agriculture classes or just agriculture classes in general, we start seeing within the nether, next couple of years, whether it's, you know, two years, three years, five years down the road where, we see more integration of online learning resources, whether that be, you know, Zoom or Google Classroom on a more, I guess you could say, regular basis in agriculture education. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think so. But I think, again, I think one of the major problems, especially where I teach, and I, I know it'll get better as time goes on, but one of the major problems I have is in a rural area, everyone does not have the best internet service everyone doesn't have like a chromebook an ipad a a laptop or whatever and it's going it's going to be difficult because that's that's one of the one of the struggles i've had um you know that they have access to it because you know they they have a phone you know like a cell phone Mm -hmm. but getting them to respond has been the big struggle and um but I know at our school, they've even talked about uh, next year integrating, you know, getting into Google Classroom or, or one of those avenues, if you will, and having us teach through Google Classroom also 
while we teach in the classroom. Um, and I think that's going to be a real challenge. And we're supposed to be doing some um, professional development along that lines. So I'm just going to have to, you know, be really open-minded about it and, and, and not, not, not let it get me down. So whether we're talking about, you know, teaching right now or how you taught in the past, what were some of your favorite resources or what are some of your favorite resources to use when you're teaching about, you know, different topics of agriculture? Well, I, I do use the Internet a lot. Um, I love the University of Florida, their EDIS documents, um, because you can go on there and you can just, you know, if you want to know how to how to root a plant, you go on there and it, it, you've got it. And I'm a very, um, how do you say, um, visual learner. And so if I can read it, I do real well. And, and I feel like if I can present it, like in a written document to my students, that's the way I like to teach. I love to, to you know, give notes on the board and, and do handouts and, and study questions. I love for them to do research projects. Um, in group work, let them discover instead of me just feeding it to them. And um, in fact, that was one thing I had to get used to. But we've been doing more group work, and and the students really enjoy it. And and um, then of course, hands on whenever I can get them to actually perform a task, whether it's planting a seed or grooming a steer or participating in a, a parliamentary procedure uh, ability as a team. You know, that's when you see the light bulb come on. That's when that's when students will shine. You you'll find out who who can do and with a little bit bit of pushing, who will do. So. You know, a lot of people talk about when they talk about their profession is you know their passion for it or the reason why they go out and do it. So my question for you is, you know, what makes you want to wake up in the morning and go teach ag every day? Or what keeps that drive alive within you to teach agriculture education? Well, basically, when I was, well, like, as I go back when I was 4-H and my last four years in high school, we had a really, really good 4-H coordinator in Marion County. And, and he went above and beyond to make sure we had the resources, um, the knowledge we needed to compete on teams to complete any like community service project or anything we needed to do and I knew those those um, opportunities made me who I am today and uh, helped me kind of get out of my shell a little bit um, and so that's the drive I have and it's just to share and to, and to see these students succeed and I I've had a lot of success and student, you know, people will come up to me and say, Miss Usman, you did a great job. And, and, and I try not to ever take credit, you know, because it's not me, you know, the kids did it. I just provided the avenue for them to, to use the knowledge they learned. And when they win, or even if they don't win, but they, you know, they do well and they can feel good about what they did. That's all that matters to me. I've won. That, that, that's, a win. that's a win, and that's why I up and do what I do every day. So you've talked a lot about the reason why you wanted to be an ag teacher, what you do as an ag teacher, and you know, a big thing we face right now is there's kind of a shortage of ag teachers. So what would be, someone, what would be a piece of advice that you'd give to someone that 
wants to be an ag teacher or that is a new ag teacher right now or is about to graduate from college and head out on the adventure of being an agriculture educator, what are a couple pieces of advice that you would give them? I think the first one is is to try to find a school where you're going to fit. And don't don't necessarily jump at the first job you you know you, that you're offered. There's a couple positions. Look at them, weigh them out, see where you're going to fit. If you're obviously not an animal science person, don't go to a school that's animal science. Um, you know, so find find where you can where you can be you, and then. If you build your own program, build it to suit you. Build it to suit your kids. If you go to inner city school, don't try to have livestock necessarily. You know, ask your students, what do y'all want to do? Introduce the CDEs, the activities. What do y'all want to do? They'll tell you, and, you know, you can you can build your chapter around uh, of what your, kids, your students want to do. And the other thing I would say is try to link up, hook up with some older teachers and don't be afraid to ask. You know, back in the day, um, and it's not been too many years ago, people wouldn't ask other teachers for information or for materials to help them if they were new. Uh, Because we had some teachers that would not share, unfortunately. But find somebody and they can call me. Stacy Young, uh, Rick Aarons, and we, you know, we're more than happy to help a new teacher because we've been there, we struggled ourselves, and we found out that if you don't ask, you won't, you, you're not going to find out. And so, you know, find some people you can link up with and glean from what they know, and then use it the best way that fits you. Yeah, I could, I could give your ag teacher some some materials and. And they may know they may use totally different than what I do, but if it works for them, that's all that matters, you know. And just build a program to to suit your students and what you do best. Well, Miss Huseman, that's all the questions I have for you, and I really do appreciate you sitting down and talking to me about you know your career as an agriculture educator, the way you've adapted during the situation that we're in, and how what what makes you motivated and keep you teaching ag every day. And this part of the podcast is kind of where I allow my guests to kind of say whatever they want or whether that be, you know, shout something out or mention something or just say whatever they want. So would you like to add anything or say anything before we wrap up? Well, what I would like to say is, is I know it's been hard on the teachers and I know it's been hard on, on you as the students and FFA members because in some respects we feel like we're, we've gotten shorted, but our state office has, has done the best they can, and then they've done a tremendous job. And, and I would just encourage everyone that's listening or, or for members that come in contact with people is to encourage them to watch the celebration of the FFA uh, when it comes up here in June. Tune in, you know, have a watch party, have a cookout. Of course, keep your six feet, you know, have a cookout <laughs> and watch, watch the convention and support those state officers and our in our state staff been hard on them, but I got a feeling it's going to it's going to be really good. And uh, just get together and share that great time, and just hang in there, and we're, we're going to get through this. Absolutely, those are great words to hold on to, and great things to think about, and definitely have that idea 
I think we're going to actually do a watch party, something along those lines. So guys, this has been another episode of the Growing Knowledge Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed, and I know I enjoyed making it for you. Um, And I can't wait to see you guys next time. Thank you so much, and see you guys on the next episode.